This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Talking about some health news, and today has been proclaimed Family Doctor Day in BC. You might not know this, there are more than 6,500 family doctors in the province. Joining us to talk a bit more about this is Dr. Jeanette Boyd, the president of the BC College of Family Physicians. Dr. Boyd, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, when I, I was uh, suggesting or was saying that we were going to talk about this today, I think for a lot of people, the first thing they thought of was it can be very, very difficult to find a family doctor. Uh, there are many people in BC that don't have a family doctor. Uh, why is it so difficult, do you think, uh, to uh, for people to access a family doctor? That is that is very, very true. I mean, approximately 15% of British Columbians are unable to find a family physician, and I think the reason for that is, is multifold. Um, certainly, although the number of family physicians in BC has been increasing, um, it hasn't been keeping, keeping pace with the number of family physicians that are retiring, nor the increasing needs as our, as our population is aging and healthcare is becoming more complex. Over time, family physicians, um, the time that is required to provide care in the very um, detailed and complex way that people need is taking more time uh, to do that. And unless we are able to make some significant changes in, the, in how we deliver health care, um, it's going to be becoming more challenging. Family physicians want to continue to provide the very uh, focused, specialized patient-oriented care that we've all been trained in, and that be, is becoming harder to do as um, people become, as the healthcare system becomes more more complex and more difficult to navigate. How many patients would, would uh, on average, would a family doctor have? Um, it, it, it depends on, on their scope of practice. Um, you know, family physicians work in a variety of settings, um, from the traditional family doctor office that most of us would recognize in the community uh, where their family physician may be working full-time and may have a fairly large number of patients that they care for, to other family physicians um, who provide a broader scope of practice. They not only have their own community practice where they see them in the office, but will also um, perhaps provide more specialized focused services such as addictions counseling or addictions management, maternity care, work in the hospital or the emergency room, working in hospice or palliative care, nursing homes and those those family physicians are providing care to a broader group of people outside of their own direct family practice and therefore maybe be seeing fewer people in the traditional sense but providing a broader service to the community at large um, so it becomes a little bit complex to say how many how many people a family doctor would care for when we're really looking at how a group of family physicians can care for an entire community of people and meet the needs of that community and uh, this is a day for people to uh, to give a bit of a shout out to their family doctors because I know that there are many many people out there who who uh, their doctor is, uh, they're so pleased uh, with their doctor and feel, I think it feel, I almost feel a sense of being lucky if you have uh, a good family doctor. Um, I was talking with, with another doctor a while ago, and something I think we don't think about in Metro Vancouver is uh, the cost of housing is something that also uh, affects doctors in that when you just come out of school, you might have a lot of debt and becoming a family doctor, setting up a practice in somewhere like uh, Vancouver, where it's very expensive and it's expensive to live, that can be a big obstacle. Is that something that we're still seeing? 
Absolutely, and it's probably becoming even even more of a challenge in those larger um, urban areas. You, you spoke directly of Vancouver, but they're, they're also noticing that in other areas such as Kelowna and Victoria. And when you look at the amount of debt uh, a new family physician will have when they come out of practice, and then to think of the additional uh, costs of um, overhead in a larger um, centre such as Vancouver, um, when... Um, you know, the, the amount of rent they may have to pay for, for their office or to pay for their staff, uh, to also for their staff to have a meaningful wage, uh, a working wage, and to live there, it's becoming definitely cost prohibitive um, for family physicians with our current uh, payment system to, to really make a living wage and to provide the kind of care and the kind of team that is really required to provide care in the 21st century in BC. It's definitely a challenge for sure. So what do you think needs to change in that sense? You talked about the current... The current payment system and that what would need to change then to make it more attractive for uh, somebody to go into the field of being a family doctor? Uh, the field of family medicine is very rewarding in and of itself, um, and it's a work environment um, that um, really needs to be adapting over time. And there's been tremendous work that has been done already by uh, the Ministry of Health, the Doctors of BC, the BC College of Family Physicians, as well as the Canadian College of Family Physicians, moving towards uh, a system that is more uh, focused around team-based care, either primary care networks or the patient's medical home, uh, whereby a full team of health care um, providers um, with the family physician and the patient in the center um, sort of directing or coordinating the care and working with other healthcare professionals as a whole team wrapped around a patient to provide the care, kind of care they need with everybody working at their full scope. So the family physician may first come in with a patient, work with them to identify what their primary concern is, be it depression or diabetes or emphysema um, or pregnancy, and then working directly with other team members um, to provide the care that patient needs. You know, a patient may come to me uh, with concerns around depression. We have that conversation, and their care needs may be better met by a t- like by the team psychologist, for example, or um, by the dietitian who can maybe guide them through through the, through that and by doing that we're better able to um, to distribute the kind of care that a patient needs to enhance the directness to allow the, the patient to gain the kind of care that they need in in a way that meets their needs such that um, the patient will be able to really optimize their access to the family physician. If they sprain their ankle, they can go and see the, the physiotherapist. They don't need to see me for that. But as a team, if I know the, the physiotherapist, we can work together to provide that, the depth of care that they really truly really need. So a bigger support system. And like you said, you don't always have to see the doctor if you're going in. Maybe you're getting stitches removed or something else. You don't need to see the doctor. Maybe you just need to see a nurse or somebody else in the practice. Exactly, but having that practice wrapped around the patient so that the entire team has a really good understanding of what the values are of that patient, um, the, the context that the patient is in, um, having an understanding of, of, um, of their life, their challenges, what they value, um, and the di- relationship that the family physician has been able to develop can really help direct the care in a meaningful way so that the patient is able to gain the care they need. It, it doesn't do any good for me to prescribe exercise 
or a healthy diet to a patient if they can't actually afford afford that. So by working within a team with a family physician who really understands that context can say, well, maybe with this particular patient, you know, prescribing exercise isn't going to make a difference. Maybe they need to, really need to see the social worker to work with them to, you know, access additional funding or to access um, um, f- further funds um, to improve their, their access to healthier foods or, or those sorts of things. And by working within a team, we can really optimize how people can access that care. All right. Uh, interesting points. We'll have to leave it there. Dr. Boyd, thank you so much for joining us on this uh, Family thank Doctor Day. Much. Appreciate it. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.